Rebecca of Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers. Turned internet friends. Turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot. Or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? It's a new year. New year, new me. It's it's almost a new quarter in the new year. (laughs) A lot is up. Yeah, we've we've had a lot and we're we're here. We're still here. We never left. I mean, we never left, but (laughs) we're sharing our here-ness. We have a lot of updates to share. Oh man. Okay. Like what's been up? Y'all have missed out on what happened. Let's just like, you know, get it all out there. Like we made an announcement. Sean was leaving. I put everything on hold and then we went dark. So now everyone missed out. It's like what happened during the, during last season on hot young designers club. (laughs) (laughs) Just do the recap. Do the recap. Okay. Recap. Uh, It's summer of 2021. Uh Uh-huh. And everything's busy especially especially for Renstead Interiors which was just me at the time and business was really picking up the income stream y'all is very addictive that's part of it is like there's a lot of time that's needed to dedicate to the projects that I was working on and still is and it was just a lot of overwhelm like had my hands in too many things a lot of stuff going on I think a lot of our listeners will even remember um, summer of 2020 that my dad had a stroke and then not long after Rebecca your dad had a smaller less severe stroke but yeah I was dad stroke 2020 so that was I, I realized now like looking back at that time my body went into my body and my mind and my emotional intelligence went really into survival mode through through 2020 and then even into early 2021 and like dealing with the trauma of that, you know, the good news is, is my dad is, is um, as healthy as he can be at home and independent in Arizona, which is great news. But I don't think I was dealing with that and getting through a lot of that until really far into 2021. And then trying to keep my business working at the same time. And meanwhile, like, again, global pandemic, like, I think we're <laughs> all kind of like, sort of starting to get a perspective on what that really meant yeah yeah exactly like yeah still limited social engagements and like not realizing how much we need to like refill our buckets and um the balancing all of that business with the podcast was just becoming impossible it was it was so much work because we were dedicating a lot of time to the show to episode content to interviews and, and, you know, on top of that, to see business picking up where it was just me was like, I just couldn't do it. Even when we tried summer, we tried to do the summer skip series and make that fit too. It was just like the work was still there and there was a lot going on. And behind the scenes, we were trying to figure out how to kind of make it monetized so it could fund itself, which we'll get to. We'll talk more about that yeah. in a minute. 
but there, yeah, there was a lot of other things we were trying to get done and it was just, it was overwhelming for sure. And just like us, we've all, (laughs) we're always taking on new things and trying to figure out a new balance too. So it's not like for every time we think we're going to like clear our plate, we also are kind of like drawn to having more things in front of us. Oh yeah. Like, let me just start a whole new business. So, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, we made those announcements. Sean, you know, decided to take a pause, a permanent pause in July, I think. Yeah, and then we and aired episodes throughout we still had episodes. the end of summer, early fall. I did a little, like, give me a minute episode, and I took a minute, and I I spent, so I guess that was probably three months just in limbo. Like, I kind of, like, I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't do it. So I couldn't let it go, but I also didn't want to just like do it by myself. And yeah. I looked at a lot of different scenarios. I talked to different people. I had actually some really great ideas. I just couldn't make the time and money work um, for it to make sense because this podcast, we aren't, you know, trying to sell you business coaching full-time or we don't have products to sell this audience of interior designers. So it's hard for it to be justified to make sense. Um, Because you guys aren't going to hire us to decorate your house. Yeah. So so I just sat with that. I talked to my uh, therapist a lot and I just couldn't make any movement on it, which is kind of rare for me because I do, I get an idea and I just move on one. So yeah, you're usually like quick to run like, oh, it has legs. Okay, great. Let's move the idea. Like, let's keep it going. Yeah. But I also, when I get stuck like this, I know something's kind of simmering that I don't Mm -hmm. have the answer to yet. So I just can let it be. Um. So yeah, in the meantime, I started a new business. We'll catch up more on that later. Um, Christmas, holidays, blah, blah, blah. Then we went, but in the meantime, we were still like, we're still doing our daily podcast on Marco Polo. Yeah, we're still on Marco Polo. You and Claire came, Claire was already coming to LA for a trip. And then Claire Petch and Ivy. And then you were like, "Uh, major FOMO, I'm going to come to LA too. And so we got to do, like, everybody got to see their families here in Southern California, and we got to do some designer showroom days, and that was at the, that was, like, end of summer. And then we, we went, went to, to High, High Point. Point. And we went to High Point in October, which was uh, overwhelming, amazing, tiring, invigorating, all at the same time. hmm And then we went to Vegas in January. Yeah. And you came up and visited. So like we visited you like in November. Yeah. We've seen no early December. That was early December. You already had your new you had your new business space that I got to preview. So so we've been like behind the scenes like chilling, but um the podcast hadn't totally like gasped its last breath yet. No, I think I miss like the sense of community also, like 
I could tell that you were kind of missing some of it because we'll talk more about this too. You got some support in your business. Mm -hmm. And um, so we went to Vegas in January and we're at Campos from Design Biz Survival Guide invited us to a happy hour he was hosting. And he's been kind of in our ear, like we need to get back in the game. Yeah, he's been very encouraging. He's like, you got to do this. Like people need to hear your voice. You guys are sharing something that's unique and different, which I don't need anyone to like um, build it, build us up, but it is really, it's really helpful to hear other professionals. And we heard from other designers at, in High Point and in Vegas, like people running into us saying they yeah. listen to the show or they've like, they, the show's that's how been they know growing. So I've still, you know, been keeping tabs on things. The show has been growing without us doing anything. So that was also like, oh, I just, we built this. I don't want to just let it go. So I kind of got in Sean's ear and I'm like, what if <laughs> we try something again? Yeah. And, and what if it's different? Like, what, what if, if we figure out that? And what if we take like the make it a successful business um, kind of out of it and make it just fun, but also figure out a way to cover the production costs so we're not so stressed with the hamster wheel of producing a show. Yeah, Because just so you know, like I was doing all of the editing. I learned how to be a podcast editor. Rebecca, you guys learned how to be a producer. I, yeah, well, we both were doing production or producing with um, bringing on guests and Sean was handling all the social media. And we had just like this kind of machine every and week. It, that was a lot. It, I mean, it was kind it's of hard lot. to feed the beast. Like round one edits, I go through and listen and cut out sections and then edit for when we're like breathing into the microphone too long <laughs> and oh then God. Rebecca has to go back and do like the real like smooth edit and drop in the audio and it's it's a lot it's a lot and I liked learning it I thought I'm glad that I know how to do it but now I'm ready to move on <laughs> so <laughs> it's like learning how to, it's like learning how to do drywall in your house and you're like oh yeah but that'd be so much easier if someone else did it now like or like quickbooks or whatever like you yeah, like, know I how can... to do it in case like someone can't and you should. we should know like yeah. the, the nuts and bolts of it but you know day to day let a specialist do it and it'll be faster and easier but it won't always be cheaper but definitely not but and maybe it will be because the time we were dedicated could be spent on other things that will bring us income and grow the businesses we want to really grow right. into bigger businesses. So here's what we're doing. Like a new philosophy, the way we're approaching the podcast. Yeah, is... not much will change for listeners. Yeah, I think part of it was you, you use the words that really got my attention when you said it's like an, an not anti, or do you say non-business or anti-business or a, a non-business business? Yeah. Like the idea, like we approach this podcast with the same level of like invigoration and tenacity that we approach our own design businesses, which is like. And professionalism, uh, which was a little extreme. Yeah. It was like super organized 
Asana projects and we like, we thought, I thought like, oh, that'll help us enter this space. And it was like, well, we're already in the space. So I think that's part of stepping back is realizing like, we're already showing up. We're already here. We're doing a lot, a lot more than where others could be in the space. And that has value by itself. So cutting ourselves a break and realizing like, if we can't record at a certain time, it's okay. Like, but we were literally booking up our calendars between our business appointments and rushing from appointment to appointment and getting ourselves like stressed out on not making it or having to rush a recording. Um, and I think that's the philosophical side is like, we're going to give ourselves more grace. And than we did before. I think it makes sense because the way we've, oh, we've approached the content has been more casual in nature. We're obviously yeah. not super serious people. We <laughs> want this to feel a little bit more collaborative. Like we don't have all the answers. We're learning together. So and we want to have fun again with it. Like if yes, it's too serious, it has, it's not fun. It has to be, if it's not going to be a big moneymaker, it has to be fun. But we do need, we do need some financial support. So here's our pitch to you. Yeah, all of the hotties, and I know you're all still out there because like Rebecca said, the downloads are still happening and there's thousands of listeners out there who are still enjoying the show and didn't realize we were gone and catching up on episodes. Yeah, they're still catching up. So, Welcome to 2022. Yeah, it's 2022. It's 2022. You maybe didn't even realize there was a gap in the episodes because we just like pick back up if you're listening on your favorite podcast oh it's platform. like when you when you are like late to binge watch a show and you get to like catch up on three seasons yeah right before the new season starts yeah it's like perfect timing so Great. we looked at Rebecca Rebecca looked at this longer even before I was kind of thinking about coming back in of like how do we make the podcast sustainable in, in itself, you know, from timing, energy, the, all of that, but also sustainable from a financial perspective, which involves needing to be able to bring on someone to do the production behind the scenes components. Because we both decided that if we could just show up to the microphone and have ideas and have free time to interact more with you guys, it feels sustainable. Yeah. So that means we need to outsource editing production and social media yeah and they that and that means like the show notes the editing the posting the episodes reviewing them it's hours and hours worth of time that gets committed to that process for you to hear even just 45 minutes of a show so we are joining many other podcasters into the open arms of patreon yes <laughs> and we patreon. are really we're hoping to get your support. Um, so our ask right now is for $5 a month. Basically, you're just buying us. I mean, can you even get it's, a cup of coffee for $5? I mean, I think Starbucks raised their prices. So I yeah, don't think it, you can buy about an oat the milk cost latte. of a cup of coffee. <laughs> Less than an oat milk latte. Yes. Um, and yeah, Patreon, if you've never used it, it's really, really simple to use. It's a community. Um, it basically builds a community and a support network that 
right now we're just having a one tier five dollars you get our internal gratitude and we'll keep the lights on our goal <laughs> is and the mic's on our goal is to get 250 patrons and if we get there then we know we can keep this going and we'll probably build other tiers with actual things that deliverables and things that we can share that will be valuable right yeah because our I know that that was something that was we were starting to build on that momentum and part of the coach when we were doing HYDC coaching and building up on that is listeners were like I if you've already figured out the process on something or you figured out a form save me the time of having to do it and give me like I will pay you for the form I will pay you for the guide that you use. I will pay you for the resources you've created. And I think that that's the, we'd like to be able to do that, but it's not just as easy as sending a blast email with forms. It's, you know, we have to have commerce platforms and do all of that. Patreon helps make that easier for us to be able to grow into those things and, you know, help compensate for the time and energy we have to take to create those tools and make them shareable. Exactly. And the Patreon is also just giving us a proof of concept. Like you guys love us. And not you want to us. hear more of our, our voices on a regular basis. That it's worth it to keep doing it. Right. So this is something we've like talked about and kicked around. And since the beginning of starting the pod, we were hoping to not really have to do this, but we decided it was actually the best way um not to say that we won't have sponsors again we may go down that road but again that's a lot of like effort and work and speaking with dozens of hours go into pitching identifying brands pitching brands getting the right marketing contact showing them the value of of having a reach to an exclusive designer audience and this is not our full-time job like it could be someone's full-time job a lot of people's yeah, if you're an influencer out there, your only job is all day to be hustling for your next sponsorship. And that's, it's the same story with podcasts, but without as much of a payoff, unfortunately, um, until you're like these really gigantic podcasts. And we'd rather do what is good for our listeners. Like you guys tell us, like you're the sponsor then. You guys, part of what we want to offer, what is being offered in that um, that $5 a month is the ability to preview content and request episode, you know, content and ideas from us and give us feedback on what works and what doesn't. And we can pay more attention to you this way than we could under any other platform. Yeah. Patreon gives us um, some great tools to be able to do polls, ask questions, get comments, a little bit of a message board where, yeah, like Instagram DMs get out of control. Facebook, eh, who's... No one's even there. No one's on Facebook. Facebook's dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bill hotties. Be... If any of you are on Facebook for your business, it's time to move. Well, okay. Well, we can get into that. Oh, I'm already bringing the drama. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And we there's plenty of great community platforms, but and we explored those thoroughly last year. And that was kind of part of the problem is building a community platform is a lot of work. Yeah. So you're seeing the theme. We're trying to really like streamline HYDC. So it stays fun, 
takes care of itself and um, nobody's resentful about how much time they're putting into it. Yeah, we, I mean, really like this, if, if we think about this the same way we think about our design businesses, this is the way it is. Like you wouldn't give free design advice to potential clients without there being a way to sort of balance that with compensation in some way. The podcast is a similar fashion. I think for a long time, we started to see like creators really just like creating for the sake of creating um, mm-hmm. and other influencers and podcasters. And then I part of the, what was encouraging to me is watching other influencers who are saying, I can't chase sponsorship dollars anymore and still be able to sustain my life. And if you all want to support me, like this is, this is the way to do it where you can actually show your appreciation very, your appreciation very directly for the work that we do, what I try to bring to you, you know, and I would rather pay attention to all the designers. Yeah. And if you find it valuable. So we will have a link in our show notes and Instagram. Oh, it's already on Instagram, actually. Yeah. Patreon.com. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash H-Y-D-C is our page. And sign up and be a basic hottie for $5. And that's our, that's our big pitch. That's the strategy. If what we really do need though, like to reinforce that is we need that first level of kind of proof of concept from our patrons to make it sustainable for this. So if you or designers that you know have loved the show and you say, you know what, Rebecca and Sean have have given us that value and you want to see that continue, it's $5 a month. It's less than an oat milk latte. And that helps us keep the lights on. Um, and we'd love to keep bringing you all of the ideas. We've got a few episode ideas lined up coming up. Um, and of course, the patrons help us make those go even faster and smoother and get back into the things that you love, like process parties and how our proposals work and how all of our other internal workings go. Yeah, and maybe even if we level level up, getting into video content a little bit. <sighs> But we're not there yet. You're tired just thinking of it. But the goal is I'm also excite. Like I want. I think what excites me about Patreon is that um, you know, podcast right now we're recording and we're just talking to each other with this like, I don't know, invisible audience. Yeah. But this will give us a little bit more of an instant feedback and a place to actually really talk to people. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, because even if we put these on YouTube, it's like there's no there's no live interaction to it. And it was for me, it was encouraging to be at like High Point and Vegas Market and have hotties come up, which thank you to those of you that did. Oh my like gosh, you never Sean's have to feel... like super fan club. Oh my god, <laughs> you're the reels guy. You're the guy who does the reels. Um <laughs> which you're I'm Jesus so excited baby. And, uh <laughs> baby I I like doing them and no one should ever feel like they can't come up and say hi it's so exciting for me to feel like it provided value it's very 
emotionally, um, like positively reinforcing for me to know that it matters. And I am definitely not a big like approval seeker or, or I'm not big on Same praise. Whore. I'm not, that's not me. Like that's just not in my DNA. It's a very like Danish trait. I realized from my family, which mm. is like, no one wants to be famous and no one wants to be recognized more than others. Cause like everyone is working hard. It's the but tall poppy that, syndrome. I think I've talked about that before. Yeah, but like in that same line, to hear that feedback and to hear like it's so helpful and I'm so glad I'm not alone, like that that made the decision to think about coming back that much easier because I know that it's helping someone. And like that's yeah. that's what we that was sort of the first and goal when we like wanted to start real, the show. Real people. Like we spend so much of our lives online and I have lots of friends online only, but seeing like, yeah, you like getting to chat with your drunken groupies at dinner and all. Oh yeah, that was that was a (laughs) they like had me sit down with them at their table. Selfies. And you guys were like, did you say he was going to the bathroom? (laughs) Like, I hope he's okay. And then I'm over at their table for. Like that was a while I was Drinking over there. Cosmos, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's that. You'll be hearing more about that. Sorry and thank you in advance. Hey guys, this is your mid-episode reminder to join us over on Patreon. Yes, for our $5 monthly membership, you help us keep the lights on and help us make the content even better. So where do they need to go? Patreon.com slash HYDC. You got it. Thanks, hotties. Right now, we're just going to do a quick also do what exactly have you been doing in the last like six? Yeah, well, longer. I mean, like from the end of summer up till we're now like late winter, basically, because it's February. So I think, okay, big deals. I hired an assistant in October. They actually started like right, like October 2nd or something. Like, and then we went to high point after like their first week. And gratefully um, it's been good. My assistant's working probably 25 to 30 hours a week, which it's amazing how much more I can get accomplished with having someone to back me up. Um, I don't think Marcos does. Marcos is my assistant. He does not listen to the show, which Marcos is maybe, maybe is a good thing, but also it's not like I'm here, you know, talking trash or something. But yeah, Marcos has had um, years of experience working in um, residential model homes and dealing with like procurement, accessorizing, styling, space planning. He's been a really remarkable help to have as part of the Renstead team. Um, And I've really been leaning into that outsource it, make life easier phase, like even in leveling up the types of um, architects or construction documentation um, like that I have to do for projects. And it's just like that I can't do everything. I can't create all of these as-built floor plans by myself anymore and so that's been really encouraging to like have that going on um Mm -hmm. we're building a pool on the personal side of things at the sir hacienda 
casual <laughs> you know just like you do um and that's been like that's been a highlight to be able to finally get to do a project like that that we've dreamed of for years like very for hashtag humble brag but like very fortunate to be in a place where where our careers support us to a place that we can do that mm-hmm. and to have the emotional bandwidth to be able to think about taking on a big project like I couldn't do that without the help that Marcos has been giving to to the business continuing to take on more clients because now we have the space to be able to space out projects differently so we're current now we have 10 projects we're running as of like this weekend nice so they're all in various stages some are just furnishing some are remodel um and you seem much less stressed I feel like I was treading so much water and then now I'm like back on dry land is sort of like the metaphor for it. Like or when your Cabo I was, shelf. Yeah, I'm on my Baja shelf now. Like I have I have a space to actually settle. Whereas like heading into summer and early fall of last year, I just felt like I was never as prepared as I should be for calls or meetings with clients or presentations. Like I was constantly trying to play catch up. And to the degree where I kind of go into that space of um editing out things like I would tell Sean no like can't talk about any house stuff until Saturday like hold hold a list like don't give me anything because my brain is so full um Mm -hmm. or like not seeing my family often because I was just so stressed that I'm like I'm not going to be any fun to be around and I finally want to cook like oh god yeah we offloaded cooking like we're like down to bare bones types of meals for a while because it was just like food is a chore and food is like I don't want, I don't enjoy cooking because it takes an hour to cook it and 15 minutes to eat it. And then I had to go sit back at my desk. And now I feel like I'm rejoining over the course of the last five months, like rejoining the human race. Welcome back. Thanks. If that resonates with any hotties, we're going to talk more about the hiring process because people brought it up in Vegas just a couple of weeks ago. Like we will talk about it. And you've had more going on than you're actually like leading on to like I I know <laughs> I don't know how to not do stuff yeah <laughs> um okay so our friend Claire if you're new here Claire from Etch and Ivy she's our third in our design besties daily Marco Polo um she her and I she's local to me in Sacramento and we have been just having this fantasy of opening a physical space that we could build a material library and really like invest in amazing materials space and time and also like a little bit of a designer co-working and ultimately a an upholstery show showroom where we could have clients and people by appointment can book time to do sit tests and select custom fabrics and sell upholstery that way. So it'll benefit, all of these things benefit our clients directly, our personal clients, because we each run our own design firms, but also have another source of revenue. So we, it's kind of like when you say like, well, let's just go look at the puppy. <laughs> we and then you- 
You already like, know that you're in love before you get there. Yeah, you can't just go look at a puppy. Like, you have to be prepared to bring one home that day. Agreed. So we went last summer. We started looking just to look and kind of see what was out there in the um, commercial real estate. And, of course, we found one pretty immediately. So we are now... We've been in the space since October, and it's just now in February livable. Okay, it was it was or livable cute. when I visited in December. <laughs> okay, like, or you guys cute. had a bathroom, you had the lights on, it no, had but temperature control. It didn't control, have pink wallpaper. But... Like, that's no, not livable. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty yet, which is the hard part of like being a designer is you can look at tons of commercial spaces and realize like they're all hideous or oh almost God, all the... are hideous unless you want to spend tens of thousands of dollars. And this one was brand new. Like it's very like traditional warehouse in the back, little office in the front drop ceilings, like horrible brown green floor tiles, but it was Vinyl all brand new. <laughs> yes. So we spent some time, um, we replaced the floors. The nice thing is this warehouse has HVAC. So it's got heating and air, which is critical. Yes. For our weather. And we knew we could use it as kind of a flex space to work out of. So Basically, we officially opened Happy Hour Design Collective, is what we're called, on Happy Lane. And so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. And we took over the space next door for our showroom because we realized we needed more room and we wanted that space before it booked or before it rented out. So, yeah, it's been just a lot of startup mode. Getting the space like ready, building the material library, organizing it, um, all the marketing and everything that goes into it. Tours with designers, I, like getting all the designers in who want to use desk space yes, and rent desk space. Have five members now. Um, like honestly, I could just like work in startup mode permanently. Like that's definitely my favorite place. Um but that doesn't, yeah, that does not pay the bills. Yeah. And the, you the, have the to like book shit. <laughs> you have to like get the appointments in, get the clients in for you guys, like being stocking dealers of things is like the way to really build in the revenue stream. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's smart. And it's like the, con- we know the concept works because we've seen so many other designers do it, but it goes back to when you were saying originally, like, you don't want to run a boutique or a store or anything, which is why I think it's cool no, that it is this I like exclusive. I don't want to run one. Yeah. But someone else needs to do the day to day. Yeah. That's the next fantasy is to somehow turn it into a retail space that we don't have to. Yeah. Work. at. <laughs> I don't want to be like, Oh shoot. Am I going to be there in time to like, unlock the shop when during the opening hours or like oh god doing inventory like I don't want to do that I don't want to manage schedules of the the shop assistants like I don't want to I don't know I've already got enough going on in my life so but yeah I think that's it's- not anytime soon so yeah right now it's just by appointment only or it's we're not really like a we're not in a um walk a walking neighborhood or anything anyway so 
We are really excited. It's been really, really fun. Um, it's been fun collaborating with Claire on it. We're taking on small projects together as happy hour too. So it's becoming, yeah, we have a lot of ideas of building community, but also building new sources of income that are um, kind of a new option when it doesn't, a project doesn't fit either of our businesses. Right. So I'm sure we'll be talking more about those things down the road. Yeah, I um, already wish there was a franchise in Long Beach. Coming soon. <laughs> um, Pro- well. But that's not a hint, listeners. That's not, I'm, I am <laughs> it's not, not, I'm not doing that yet. I'm not at that place <laughs> yet, but I wish that there was that same environment locally because ev- designers everywhere are missing that. And that's some, like that's I feedback honestly, that's come out of this feel like it's kind of a brilliant it's idea it's like it's we work and a sample showroom combined like but just for designers which makes it so much easier to like let your hair down and, and to speak been... freely and to ask questions because you are all doing the same type of work well right we can relate so we're already on a whole like new getting, level. we're already getting rep visits we're gonna do a lot of education um and honestly just like designing in a library where you have hundreds maybe thousands of samples yeah (laughs) it's been a game changer it's so much Um, faster to pull ideas together when you have everything in front of you and reps can just say like here's that whole collection keep it like yeah like we are we have more buying power and like service like people want to service us more than when we were just independent so yeah. Um, so that's been great. Definitely. We'll be talking a lot about that. I also on a personal level, I don't know. I tried to edit it out, edit it out a lot in the old podcast episodes, but I, did I ever talk about this? I don't know if I, I was diagnosed on with Instagram, but not on the podcast. Anymore. Yeah. Cause it happened after I think we stopped recording. So I've had a breathing issue for a few years. You probably could hear me kind of wheezing or gasping for breath or coughing a lot. I won't go into gross detail, but basically I have this condition where my trachea builds scar tissue and closes, (laughs) which- It sounds just as scary and dangerous as that just sounds. Hey guys, this is your (laughs) mid-episode reminder to join us over on Patreon. Yes, for our- $5 monthly membership. You help us keep the lights on and help us make the content even better. So where do they need to go? Patreon.com slash HYDC. You got it. Thanks hotties. I don't have um, until I finally got the right diagnosis and they were able to, so my throat was, my trachea was 70% closed. Oh my God. I don't think I remember that number. <laughs> it's scary when you hear that to realize like yeah. breathing, we take it for granted. The ability to like catch your breath after climbing a flight of stairs. Oh, like, I, oh my God. You've been with me when I was like, I couldn't climb a flight of stairs. Like I was But then like, it also like creates anxiety, gasping. which makes it worse. Yeah, like then sure. you're like, oh my God, am I going to be able to catch my breath? Am I going to be able to recover from this quickly or even like this show that was part of one of my other issues too is like I couldn't do long multiple sentences so um I 
anyway, I got diagnosed in the fall and then they were able to get me a surgery right away, but it was scheduled. The only opening was two days before, no, the day before I was leaving for high point. Yeah. <laughs> I got it the day before Yeah, I had, cause we were flying out on a red eye the next night. So I kind of had 24 hours oh, and God. the doctor said I could do it. And I went for it because I just wanted it done before I went because I knew we'd be in masks a lot and walking a lot and it was amazing. So um, that worked worked. out great. Yeah, I feel great still. It most likely will come back. Um, It's kind of a chronic thing. So everyone's different, but now I know at least what it is. Yeah, and the surgery is pretty easy. Um, It's laser. yeah, so that's also makes me excited to be on a microphone, not constantly muting myself and being scared of how much I'd have to talk. You're I'm like never pulling... gonna shut up. <laughs> Ooh, can't can't stop me now. <laughs> yes, lots of changes, lots of exciting things. Still pretty much the same level of stress, but it's okay. I mean there's pathways ahead of us to work on like, what does the next step look like to make that better, to get ahead of it? We're going to share some of that with the hotties. So thank you to all of you guys for continually supporting what we're doing, supporting the Patreon, sending encouraging messages to Rebecca and I separately on Instagram. And just like, that goes a long way. It really does. So if you're here, thank you. Until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. Um, I forgot. I forgot how to do it. It's a, hey, Sean, what's up, Rebecca? Okay.